Hi, welcome to The Thirst. I'm April. And I'm Steph. This is our podcast about pop culture. In it we talk about... <laughs> Music, TV, film, books, podcasts, other oh, stuff. Oh, we're so good at this That was now. the slickest it's been. So slick. And we're not even following a script. Um, end of year, finally got the hang of it. End of the last podcast of the year and we're finally getting it... Um, to a professional level. Yeah. Um, this is our last podcast of the year. It's the 30th of December. It is. So one day left. One day left of the cesspit that is 2017. <laughs> it's not been It's not been great. It's not generally. been a great year. Great year for us, though, on the podcast front. Oh, yeah. It's been fabulous. But... Um, this will be our 13th episode. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Aww. End on a high. Hopefully End on that a means... high. 2018 will be sort of better generally for mankind. Here's hoping. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd do like an end of year roundup. Um, we both like to write our um, end of year lists and sort of, you know, talk about the things we've enjoyed from the year. So we thought we'd just do it on the podcast as well. Let's focus on the positive, April, not the <laughs> negative. Focusing on the positives and not the negatives um, of this year. So um, we asked other people to let us know what their faves were as well. So we'll be talking about some of those. Yeah, thank um, you. So I think we're just, we're not, we're skipping doing our usual format this time just focusing on our favorite highlights releases of 2017 uh covering music tv shows film some podcasts and books and some other favorite moments um so we can start with music which actually was one of my hardest lists yeah see i remember you when we said we were going to do it like this i remember you said that everything had been really easy to do apart from music which ironically music was one of the hardest for me to do but only because i had too much to fit into 10 we've gone for the classic 10 yeah we've gone for classic 10 plus notable others (laughs) my mine was called honorable mentions was it our mine's notable others and i also have missed the hype (laughs) cool (laughs) embarrassing um yeah but i mean one of the things was i i stipulated in my list it Mm -hmm. might not be the same for yours but in my music list i stipulated that had to be released this year oh yeah which is where i struggled yeah that's fine i mean for all of these lists i'd gone for had to be released in 2017 yeah apart from books apart from books because we were struggling because we were struggling with that and it seemed a bit um harder to Mm. do um yeah so everything has to have had a 2017 release um do you want me to start yeah you start should i just give you my 10 you want me to go my 10 okay so i've got 11 oh okay okay (laughs) okay are we gonna comment after after each one or just comment on a few um we can just go we can just compare and contrast oh okay should i just work my way down go on then okay so the thing with my when i write my music lists is i never really do when i do my top ones i usually do like the top two are like set it's hard to rank isn't it and then everything else is it's a bit wishy-washy it's not really no i was looking back at like when i i usually like blog my end of year stuff and then i was looking that so i saw that i do like one and two are set in stone and then the rest are just kind of like the rest of them are like, these are in my top 10, yeah, but in loosely. no discernible order because yeah. it's quite hard to do. So I will just do... Yours is categorically going to be cooler than mine, so just oh, <laughs> just go. Because I'm the cool one. Yes, you're the cool one. Crying. When it comes to music, I'd say definitely. Crying in a cool way. Go um, on. Yeah. So number 11 is um, St Vincent Master Lovely. That's a very good... That went in my notable others, oh, actually. Oh, good, good shout. It's 11 because I felt like I'd, it deserved to be in the top 10. But, but not quite, because it's like <laughs> I couldn't kick anything out. Yeah, fair. So I just thought I'd make a special exception because I love Annie Clark so much and mm-hmm. it would have felt really bad for her to not be in that. Um, my number 10 is Harry Styles. Oh! But it's, but it's oh not number God. 10. It's just, it's oh one my of my God. best records. This is so different. Yeah, go for it. I love all of them, though. Yeah. So Absolutely fine. fine. You don't have to justify um, it. You have to slightly justify <laughs> it, but go on. Sure, fine. Uh, number nine is Bleacher's Gone Now and Lovely. The Unplugged. 
Oh, okay, records, yeah, I remember you saying you liked the unplugged. Yeah, I think I actually prefer I still unplugged. haven't listened to Bleachers. I just, I just love Jack Antonoff so much. So yeah. fine. Um, number eight is Converge the Dusk in Us. Okay, yeah, I also haven't listened to the Converge re- record. Um, interestingly, Ams also recommended that as one of his top It's really good. It's like such a return to form. I literally haven't listened to Converge for like, ever. Well, neither have I, so... Interesting. This came out and I was like, oh yeah, sure. Give it a try. Oh, and it actually made your top list. Yeah, it's really good. good. Um, Number seven is Forest Saw's Compassion. It's like this kind of... um, Literally never heard of it in my life. No, chill, dancey music. I'm just really into chill, dancey music now. Cool. Are you, are you into dance music? <laughs> I just went to a jungle rave oh once. And then that's that. Been hanging out with Wes. I've been hanging out with Wesley Brown. The jungle raves. The jungle raves. Um, number Sorry, six. off track. <laughs> I believe I'm. When's our podcast not? Um, number six is Julian Baker, Turn Out the Lights. Yes. Cool. Sad Girl Jams. Uh, number five is Ryan Adams, Prisoners and Prisoners. Ryan Adams, you say? Prisoners, yeah, Ryan Adams. <laughs> number five. Number five. Ooh. Um, number four is Lord Melodrama. Nice. Number three is Kendrick Lamar, Damn, and, mm-hmm. and Damn the Collector's Edition, yeah. which is the record played backwards. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Uh, number five is the Planetarium album. Wait, number five? You've oh, shit. Number, number two. <laughs> I haven't, you haven't mentioned this record before. Okay. Um, number two, sorry, is yeah. Planetarium, which is a collaboration between Sufjan Stevens, Nico Mealy, um, James McAllister, and Bryce Dessner. Oh, when did that come out? It came out in June. Oh. It was, um, it's the recorded version of a kind of live project they did um, a couple of years ago. Um, Sufjan Stevens, I think I probably mentioned on the pod before, whose mm-hmm. work I adore. Um, Nico Muley, uh, James McAllister, and Bryce Dessner, uh, some musicians who have collaborated. Um, Bryce Dessner's from The National. Yeah. Um, Nico Muley has played on um, a couple of The National albums as well. It's basically an album, um, and each of the songs is named after a planet or an aspect of the solar system it's incredibly atmospheric for me it's like the realest um example of what it's like to see sufjan stevens live cool because it's kind of electronic and orchestral um but tom and i listened to it a lot when we were in the isle of sky in the mm. summer on holiday and to be driving around the island and works. listening to that was just like mm. cool as fuck and my best album of the year is sleep well beast by the, the national, national! <laughs> i had a feeling it might be yeah. i'm surprised ryan adams was that high up i thought it might be what, as in, like, do you think, thought it would be closer? I thought it'd be closer to the. I just love that Lord album so much, it's though, really and good. the Kendrick Lamar record mm-hmm. is just amazing. Like listening to it, the when the um, album was released itself, down when it was released in April, I think, um, there was a lot of Reddit kind of conspiracy theories about um, the fact that there was going to be another album come out that mm. would be Coordination, and it would be this other body of work that didn't happen. But there are loads of. Um, kind of theories about the running order of the album and how the actual narrative of the record changes if you listen to it in backwards order. Nice. Um, and then last month, um, <clears throat> Kendrick released a collector's edition mm. of the album, which is an album, but backwards. Backwards, exactly. Which I actually haven't listened it's to. It's really but, good. Yeah. I actually think that I prefer the collector's edition track order, yeah. which is backwards, um, cool. than I do Damn, because it, it kind of builds up with the sort of slower pace songs yeah, to more yeah, of a yeah. crescendo. It's yeah, amazing. Otherwise like, it kind of goes down. Yeah, and I was saying the other me? day to, in conversation to someone that when I listen to Damn normally, I kind of trail off before the end Yeah, sometimes. I was going to say exactly the same thing. I think it starts on a real high and then it's sort of... Yeah, so if you switch it, it's actually really cool because you kind of just get the kind you of... You know what's coming! Slow April, you just know what's coming! Um, yeah, I mean, and the National was foregone conclusion, wasn't it? So yeah. um, what are yours? Please tell um, me yours. So mine... So a lot of mine are based on how much I listen to them as well. Well, that's fine. I mean, so, I I did go back through and... I mean, I still use Last FM because I'm 
that cool. That's nice. So it was interesting to sort of see what I thought my favourite <laughs> records were and actually versus what I'd listened to. I mean, I think we mentioned it in the last episode when I was talking about the Spotify, mm-hmm. like, best of 2017. Mine is literally summed up by those, yeah. Those. Yeah, I mean, all of my, a, a lot of mine were, um, I mean, in my, we can go through honourables at the end, but mm-hmm. I had some non-2017 things. I mean, mine was um, Beach House, Talking Heads, and then Interpol. Nice. I mentioned that every other song in my yes. best what of 2017 was Interpol. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, I mean, it's interesting that you said you found it quite hard to put together the list. Um, mm-hmm. I did, for like I said, because I thought there was too much to include. But also I, was, I had been listening to a lot of non-2017 yeah. stuff. And well, that's always my problem. Exactly. So, I mean, it, is, it, is, it was a, a tricky task. But um, mm-hmm. give me yours. So mine, as I said, is kind of based on the amount I've listened to them. So some of them actually, I would argue, aren't the best things to come out this year. Mm-hmm. But... In terms of my enjoyment of them, this is this is I've the thing, enjoyed though. a lot of stuff more than. <laughs> well, I mean, I found it interesting when I was looking at the other people's end of the year list, and I've definitely got some stuff in mind which pops up in other people's. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I realised last year when I was doing my end of year list was that, like, I actually kind of just needed to include stuff I was actually enjoying and listening to rather yeah. than like what is considered mm. to be like critically acclaimed yeah I've, and I think that's kind of uh I think a lot of my lists like it's the same with films actually there are some films that I've put in my list mm-hmm. that I would argue aren't as uh well done or as well critically yeah. received as others that are on my notable list but in terms of like actual enjoyment factor when I was at the cinema seeing them completely um, they I came out caring like being excited about them a lot more so yeah the same goes for music for definite yeah so I put number 10 as Kalani oh sure good yeah sweet sexy savage um just really good like 90s R&B bangers really it's just good good um I put number nine in a complete this is sums up my Spotify Mm -hmm. year and as Nine Inch Nails add violence oh yeah that's in my I feel like I had to put the Ad Violence EP in somewhere. Rude not um, to. Not the best, but it has grown on me quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight, I put Heim, Something to Tell You. Oh, that's Not as great as their first record. No. But I did listen to it a lot over the summer. Yeah, I was thinking about this because I'd, I'd written down in June, I think, like my mid-year kind of things. I was enjoying lots to that point and I had put Heim in it. Um, but I definitely... In retrospect, I think we we talked about it, mm. didn't we? But in retrospect, that record definitely isn't as good as their no, it's debut. Not as good as um, maybe it has like second album slump. It's it's got some really good songs on it, but mm. um, the first record just like back to back bangers yeah. for me. So yeah, I really I did really enjoy. It. I listened to it a lot, um, and I I listened to it again recently. I hadn't listened to it for about four months or something. I was like, I do really enjoy this album. It's not it's not as good as the first no. one, but. Um, I, I really like them as musicians as well. Um, number seven is probably my most controversial just because it's not actually that great, but Taylor Swift's reputation. Sure. Mainly because I spent so much time with Vaughn in the kitchen dancing to Yeah, her. I was going to say that. So I spent about four weeks just dancing to this with her. So it has a lot of memories for me. Good. Um, number six, I put Chelsea Wolf His Spun. So the only two records that aren't some sort of like pop record are Nine Inch Nails and Chelsea Wolf in Fine. this uh ranking great number five i put kendrick lamar good jam uh number four i put dua lipa oh good shout because that self-titled is one of my favorites this year so catchy i actually might even swap number three and four over because i've probably listened to dua lipa more than i've listened to (laughs) scissor control (laughs) which i put as number three but i probably put as number four so number two was lord good 
Uh, and number one, I put Harry Styles because I right. literally, I mean, I let's be honest, have I listened to anything else been, as much as that record? It has been the year of Harry Styles. Has that record meant like more to me than any other records this year? Actually, yes, it has. I feel like it so, has dictated a lot of our year. It's been I a mean, bit of a game changer for me this year. Completely. I mean, I was, uh, like I said, my list beyond the first two aren't necessarily in any ranking order. So when I put Harry at 10, it wasn't like a slight on him. No, not at all. I mean, I've got... Um, what some, were your other notables? So my honourables were um, This Old Dog by Mac DeMarco, mm-hmm. um, The Hame Record, um, More Life by Drake. I know not everyone really enjoyed Do you know it. what? I completely missed the boat on that Drake record. I also really missed the boat good. on the Jay-Z record. I haven't even Which has made a lot, of, lot of, yeah, a lot of people's lists. Not on Spotify, mate. How am I going to listen to it? Well, I think it's on iTunes, but oh, my well, thing I expires in two I weeks, so... So, and I don't have yeah I don't have Apple Music so. you should listen to that Drake record it's yeah. really catchy I barely listened I listened to it like once when it came out and I don't know why I haven't listened to Drake no, as much fair. this year um, but fair I haven't fair. as much um, I've got AFI the Blood album I was gonna note no, that um, because I completely forgot that even came out this year <laughs> it that was really early five years ago it was really early in the year I think yeah so I, I really like it it is good it's better than <laughs> It's better than I expected. Um, it is better than I expected. Um, I've got uh, Pure Comedy by, by Father John Misty. Um, oh, okay, I've got yeah. the I've never record. been a Father John Misty fan. So Completely fine. Not your vibe. Um, that's his record. Yeah. Um, Sam Fur, I've got um, his record Process, which won the Mercury Music Award. It's really, really good. Good. Um, uh, what else have I got? Uh, Thundercat, um, his record Drunk. It's really yeah. great. Um, the War on Drugs, uh, Deeper Understanding. Yeah, I put that under Mr. Hype because I just can't. It's just not really my vibe. It's not really your vibe. I like it because it's that kind of... Because, it's again, it's made a lot of people's top lists. Yeah, I bought it from my mum for Christmas and I sold it to her on the basis that it sounds a bit like Ryan Adams, Mm. which it kind of does. It has that kind of guitar-y vibe. Mm. It's not... I guess it's not really your thing. No. It's fine. I've got that um, Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vi record we talked about. Yeah. Um, uh, Record by Proto Marta called Relatives in Descent. Mm -hmm. Um, What else have I got? And the Wax Attachy record, um, Out in the Storm. To be fair, there, are, there are, I had, I wrote a paper list down when I was um, it was home. very long. It was fucking, it was so mm. long. Um, but those are the kind of my honourables, yeah. I guess. And like I said, there's the non-2017 stuff. Yeah. Um, I put St. Vincent as one of my honourables. I put Moona, who were... Oh, yeah, who support who's Harry um, really as good. one of my sort of honourables because it's just a really good pop record. Uh, the Fever Ray record I put on. Oh, that's, that's really good. That's really good. So um, that's... Something else I missed off as well was the Phoebe Bridges record, which um, Vix and SJ had mentioned. Mm. It's really good. It's kind of um, sad girl music, I guess. Um, nice. Really good. Um, Vix also mentioned the Paramore record. Which... Do you know what? I was literally about to say, completely missed the hype on that. That's wasn't bothered by the single. Didn't listen to the. Okay, rest so of I've it. got I've I've made a list of like some of my favorite songs from this mm-hmm. year because I thought it would be interesting because not all of them are in on albums which yeah, made yeah, my yeah, top yeah. ten. Um, I really, really, really liked hard times oh. it grew on me so much. Like the single, see, it never grew on but me. But the record, I was just so unfussed yeah. by. I, and I don't know to it like once and was like nap. Nah. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is again. because I really like Paramore. I like I used Param- to love Paramore. I like Paramore, Early Paramore live and yeah, but we've seen Paramore yeah a couple of times. We so have, good. Um, but I just really missed the boat on that. Yeah, record. me too. I don't know what it was about it. Um, I also didn't listen to the Kesha record, which Stephanie mentioned. I also haven't listened to the and Kesha it wasn't, record, but it wasn't I, even bet, I bet I would love it. Given so, I'll go through my songs because they're all just mostly just pop songs. Yeah. Um, which is funny that I didn't listen to Kesha this year because I feel like it should be on there yeah I think it I think we'll probably be late to the party so my Kesha songs one. I mean my favourite song of the year is Cut to the Feeling by Kylie Rae Jepsen yeah which is like Tom mentioned show. as well um, Green Light my lord yeah it's such a 
fucking It just makes me song. so happy. Um, DNA, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Um, Boys, Charlie XCX. Uh, that was also... Von put that on her list, yeah. 100%. Um, and it would be on my list as well. Uh, Wild Thoughts. Is probably, like, one of my favourite songs ever. I always put I that on. That song so I always much. put that on and Green Light on if I'm oh feeling really crappy and I just want to feel happy. So good. Um, Kiwi. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. New Rules. New Rules. New Rules. <laughs> I knew it would be on there. Um, Bodak you Yellow guys, by Cardi songs. B. I'm yeah, just obsessed yeah. with Cardi B song. Um, LMK Cardi by Kalella. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to Kalella, but she's really cool. I don't really think... Cool. Uh, potentially, actually. It's, that record's really good. It has, again, it's um has a really, like, 90s vibe, so you'd probably be in- into it if you've mentioned mm-hmm. Kalani. She covered um a Sade song, uh, Like a Tattoo, in the live oh, okay, this yeah. year. And she has that kind of similar R&B yeah. vibe. Um, and then Hard Times by Paramore. Very nice. So cool. Is there anything else on the music front that you want um, to I just cover? thought I'd read off. Uh, so we had Alex, um, Ams, Stacey, and Becky, or Baz, um, Baz, all mentioned Kendrick Lamar's Dam as one of their favourites of the year. It does seem to um, have been like the yeah. general resounding. Yeah, Vaughn mentioned Lord's Melodrama yep. as her favourite overall, and she also loved Dua Lipa. Um, she. Um, put Sign of the Times as one of her favourite songs, which is fair. Um, so good. Alex also mentioned Queens of the Stone Age villains, which I haven't listened to. Their record um, is fine, but Josh Holland's trash. Yeah, that's, he is a bit trash, isn't he? Um, quite a few people also mentioned Miguel War and Leisure, which is a great is so record. Good. So Becky and Alex both mentioned that. Um, Ams also mentioned Laura Marling, which I haven't listened to. Um, I'm not really, a mo- it's not really my no, vibe. No, it's not again, really but, thing. But, Laura um, great though. And Power Trip, Code Orange. Um, and Stacey mentioned Dreamcar as well. Dreamcar, so, I, I again wasn't that. fussed. You're not fussed about by it. It's fine. I really, it's I do like the kind it. of new wavy vibe of it. Mm. Um, it was an, I listened to it a lot in the summer because mm-hmm. it's kind of like super summery kind of party jams, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, it was interesting that that record came out mm. along with the AFI record. Yeah, right. It's been a busy year for Davy Havoc. Imagine she stopped writing books. I wish she stopped writing books and tour the UK more with that AFI. Would be delightful. Fucker. Um, yeah, so my, I've realised that this year was just mostly dominated by pop music. So that, I think pop music saved us somewhat it in did. 2017. It completely did. That's why when I did that songs list, when I made it like a Spotify playlist of like some of my favourite tracks from this year and a lot of them were just pop songs. There was yeah. some Halsey on there. I don't there see how else we would have no. got through. No, it was really uplifting. Like mm-hmm. I said about the whole like whenever I'm feeling crap, I just put Lord on. Mm-hmm. Like Green Light was just such a and like it's that that Carly Rae Jepsen record this year. It's so good. Tom was telling me the other day about how he told someone at work about how we'd seen Carly Rae Jepsen mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and they were like, "Really?" And he was like, "Yes, it was literally one of the best experiences." Guys, of my you life. need to understand just how important these experiences. I mean, we we are. talked at length about how great seeing them. Harry was, but mm-hmm. that was just an example. Like, prime example of how pop music just was like the one of the most uplifting things from this year yeah i think people need to take more of a chance on it if they're too serious to do so because yeah pop music it is could the best. save you it could save you tv cool so um that's music uh on to tv mm-hmm. um should we just compare and contrast again yeah it turns out tv was really hard to do oh I, well i've been keeping a list because i'm really um cool like that yeah um but do you want to go you go first this okay time. so Again, quite hard to rank in order, and we'll I just also do your forgot, ten, and then we so, can. Okay. I, mean, I, I reckon your number one is going to be my number one, so that's fine. Or it might be. Well, yeah, probably. Um, so number ten I put is girls, which um I'd kind of forgotten that 
I did enjoy the last season of Girls quite a lot. I think it kind of picked up where it kind of sacked in the middle. Um, and we had such a lengthy discussion on it. Mm-hmm. And I thought such a lot about it that it kind of fell off the list a few times. And then I just thought, no, I'm going to put it back in because it was kind of the end of an era. Yeah. Um, I put number nine as Tin Star because I really oh, enjoyed you really Tin, liked Star. Tin Star. Didn't you? Has what's his name in it? Name's gone. Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Lovely Tim Roth. Lovely. Tim um, Roth. Lovely Tim Roth. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought Tin Star it was kind of like a mini series. It was really interesting and um, wasn't like the most earth shattering concept, um, but it had a bit of sort of Jekyll and Hyde in it, and I was yeah, I really. Really enjoyed it. Um, number eight was Star Trek Discovery. Um, yep, never sure. been a big, big Trekkie fan. Uh, Wesley's a big Trekkie fan. Um, but really enjoyed this kind of reboot. Love Jason Isaacs. Really Tom's enjoyed, enjoyed watching it with people and talking to people Yeah, about Tom's it. enjoyed what he's watched. I think mm. he got behind. But uh, he, like, I mean, we've talked about it before, but he said that he actually was quite surprised by how good it was. Yeah, so. it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be as well. So in terms of enjoyment, yeah. Uh, number seven, Big Little Lies, which I watched on the plane uh, to and from New York. I can't believe that you watched that on the plane. I know. It was it was a bit much, actually. But um, I... Yeah, I was gripped by that in a way. I wasn't expecting. Um, number six is Mr. Mercedes, which I oh, really yeah. loved. Um, I'll talk a bit about the sort of Stephen King renaissance this year, mm-hmm. but uh, a bit later. But Mr. Mercedes is... I mean, it probably should be higher, actually. I, it was so well done. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a bit distressed that... Um, the So the season one of Mr. Mercedes kind of covers uh, the first book and a little bit of the second book. Um, and I'm a bit worried that the third book in my opinion wasn't as good okay. and goes a bit off the wall in terms of you know Mr Mercedes for a Stephen King book is fairly grounded in reality mm-hmm. and it goes a bit haywire so I don't know what they're going to do with the TV show but it's actually the TV show was so well done oh cool number five is Riverdale um, am I obsessed with Riverdale I'm fully obsessed I wish with Riverdale I, the only thing I know about Riverdale is that Jughead is hot oh my god I love Jughead is that a thing um, I basically fancy every huh Cole Cool. Yeah. He's good on Instagram. Yeah, he really is. He's very handsome. I literally fancy everyone in Riverdale, but, male and female. But the thing about the Sprouses, yeah. does it do you feel weird realizing that it's Ben from Friends? Mm-hmm. I think about this quite a lot. Whenever yeah. I see him, I'm like, he's And also, really cute, didn't they do what was friends. that Disney show they did? Um Sweet Life of Yeah, Cap- Sweet Life Zach of Zack and, jo- and Cody. Zach and Cody. <laughs> so creepy so I can't allow myself to fancy him too much but he's I can totally see why he's a very handsome guy girls who are younger than me oh, and gotcha. boys are just going mad for it um, nice so hair. shout out to Riverdale I love teen <laughs> trash so much um, number four is Broad City which I was late oh, to the yeah, party with but I, Broad City is so much fun genuinely really one good. of my favourite comedies to kind of ever come out number three is Stranger Things 2 good job number two is Mindhunter good job and number one is Twin Peaks. <laughs> Fine, understandable. Yeah. So, um, I'll do a few notable others in a minute, but what's your list? Okay, so um, it's interesting, actually, because ours are quite different. different yeah. um, so that's... I imagine um, they would. So num- my number 10 is um, season two of Easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a kind of anthology series that I've talked about before. It's yeah. directed by um, Joe Swanberg, who is a filmmaker whose work I adore. And each of the episodes is like a little kind of separate story. Oh, that's cool. Um, it got some great performances from Dave Franco, um, Audrey Plaza's in this season. It's just really... It's just kind of like a nice easy watch, mm-hmm. ironically, because it's called Easy. Um, easy. Number nine is Glow, the glamorous oh, yeah. of yeah. wrestling. I thought that might be in your list. Really enjoyed that first season. Very excited for it to come back. Stacey um, also mentioned Glow, didn't yeah. she? It was one of her favourites. Um, number... I mean... These aren't really in discernible order, but number eight is Stranger Things 2. Lovely. Uh, number seven is Girls Season 6. Yeah. Um, like you had kind of 
I'm denied about including it, but so much of my kind of mid-year was occupied. We spent a lot it. of time thinking and talking about it. I did really it, enjoy you know? it, and I was thinking the other day about how actually I'm going to miss there not being girls mm. on. Wasn't it a return to form as well? It I think really was. I mean, we talked... Some of the best episodes they ever did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number six is Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five is uh, season three of Mr. Robot. Lovely. One of my favourite shows ever. Yes. I just love it so much. Um, I think Sam Esmail, who's the creator, writer, director of it, is a genius. Um, number four is a season two of Master of None, a show that I know that you... I kind of passed on a bit. I watched yeah. most of season one, but then I kind of didn't pick up on it again. It's really good. I just I love the season. Sorry. Some of the episodes of that um, are kind of standalone just exception of the thanksgiving episode in particular um number three is a, a show called smilf um <laughs> sorry smilf. repeat that again <laughs> smilf smilf yeah um, um can you tell me what the hell that's about please? it's about a single mother smelly living milf in, <laughs> it's about a single mother living in boston i basically binged oh, it over okay. christmas okay um, i was gonna say this is i haven't heard about this one it's so written and directed by um a filmmaker called uh, frankie shaw okay um who's been in a bunch of kind of tv she was in mr robot for a while actually um it's based on her experiences of raising her son alone but it's about a woman who's living in boston um her mum is played by Roseanne Barr. She's um, kind of down on a lot, um, just coming to terms with being kind of on her own, raising her son, how she gets on with her life. It's just really kind of heartwarming and pretty kind of realistic. Um, Why is it called Smilf? Because she's a single mother and she's pretty hot. Basically, in the first Got episode, you. someone's she meets someone. It's not anything about Smilf. <laughs> she in the first episode she um is in the store buying some food late at night for her son and she sees someone she went to high school with and he mentions that she's had a baby and how she's looking really great and he makes a joke about her being a smilf um i don't know i hope that doesn't catch on it's really hard to show to describe but it's just really heartwarming um it's really nice to watch um connie Breton is in it as well oh lovely is it streaming on anything or did you i had to illegally stream you had to do it shh it's um shows on Showtime in the US. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it also we don't get that. yeah, it's re- it's really great, worth watching. Uh, number two is Big Little Lies, which oh, I yeah. binged over a weekend at the beginning of the year. Great um, show, just very very intense. And uh, number one is Twin Peaks: The Return. Is it? Oh, it is. I mean, what a viewing experience! As we just... said a million times before, I didn't expect us to be having sat and watched that together. And also, that was part of the joy of it. I can't like, believe that in two 2000- thousand episodes together. I can't believe that in two thousand seventeen we got to watch Twin Peaks again. Right. And lose our minds. And there were parts of it that were... I think parts of it really exceeded my expectations. Parts of it may have fallen short of my expectations. Parts of it I just never anticipated. So that's why I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like a peak Twin Peaks viewing experience in that sense. I think it's very David Lynch in that sense. Mm -hmm. And that some of it's really good. Some of it's a bit like, what on earth? Yeah. Um, I really want to rewatch it. Yeah, me too. Got the DVD news now, so... uh, need to do a rewatch. Thanks, Alex Batten. So we'll have to do a rewatch. Um... Uh, what, got, what were some of your um, honourable mentions? God, there, turns out there were quite a few. So I felt like I had to honourably mention Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones is fine. Um, and there was some pretty good... I mean, it's getting into the sort of heavier stuff now in this season. So fine. I enjoyed it, but I literally can't remember what happened. I just forget that Game of Thrones is a thing yeah. because I don't watch it and haven't watched White it White Walkers are great. I'm seasons. into that. Um, but it... it Everyone I fancied died, so I just yeah, stopped. Yeah, I know. I'm so selfish. Like that. No, that's fine. That's usually my reason for watching or liking anything. Um, it, you know, I did enjoy it when it was on. Sure. It hasn't stuck in my memory in quite the same way as I think it sticks in lots of people's memories. But sure. I give it a mention because it hasn't lost its... Um, 
I didn't watch all of The Good Place, but I enjoyed oh, it up until when I watched it. The Good it. Place is on mine. I've watched, I binged the first two seasons. Um, when I was putting together my lists, I thought the thing that was interesting is that, like, towards the tail end of this year, I just completely pieced out on a lot of stuff because yeah. um, everything seemed really difficult and I was really reluctant to engage with anything. In There's case. been so much TV now. There is so much TV now. Well, I just like, watched... how I, could you get it all? I started watching The Good Place because it felt like an easy watch and I felt that no badness mm. would come from it. Yeah. So I literally watched it no over the badness. <laughs> I watched it over the course of about a week, the first Yeah, season. super easy, it was, right? It's, it's nice. Really, really it's good. joyful. Um as is Brooklyn Nine Nine, so I added that because that was good fun. Great show. Was Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was the season of that. Season this year, three yeah? was this year. So that yeah. was really good. Can never say no to that. Um a shout out Rick and Morty, which I dipped into, which uh for that kind of thing I did enjoy quite a lot. I think probably because it's got sci-fi edge. I don't um, understand it. I'm sorry. I I I I like Rick and Morty. Um, I don't like that other thing. What is it called? Bob's Burgers. Oh no, not well. I don't like that either. I have watched Bob's Bojack Burgers, Horseman? but no, all of those I'm not fussed by. What's the one with the hormone monster that everyone loves? The new one. The one oh, about the kids with big, big mouth. Big mouth. Yeah. Don't get it. Didn't Sorry, it, guys. Fine. No idea. Um, I also watched American Gods, oh, um, yeah, did, which I enjoyed you? but didn't love. Um. I watched Taboo, which I loved, but didn't enjoy. Didn't finish. Um, I, I, I have so many feelings about that show. I actually really enjoyed it in the end. Um, and I've never been so attracted to Tom Hardy in my life. Um, <laughs> we've only watched two episodes of Dark thus far. Oh, we Really that's... enjoying it. And I anticipate it would be on my list if I had watched any yeah. more of it in good time. 13 Reasons Why I watched this year, oh which was, God, yeah, <laughs> I just like teen drama, man. I just love teens. Um, the Keepers, which was the documentary, oh, um, yeah, true crime documentary, that was good. Um, and we recently watched Manhunt Unabomber, um, oh, which is you? kind of mindhuntery. Um, it's pretty good. It's not quite as gripping as Mindhunters, but it's got no, like, kooky serial killers in it. Um, but it is really good. I recommend watching, um, if you're into your true crime or you're into kind of thriller drama, I definitely recommend uh, Manhunt Unabomber. I think it's on Netflix now. It is. Um, some other things I watched that I enjoyed. Um, Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't as great as the other series. Yeah, I watched a fun time. some of it. Um, I wish I watched The Juice as well. Oh, of course James you Franco did. Yeah, and Maggie I just Gyllenhaal. don't like James Franco. Do you know what was really funny is that I found on, on Time Hop at the beginning of this week there was a thing where I'd said like in 2015 I'm not going to care about James Franco and I managed and to do here it. You are. I managed oh to God. do it for two and a half years and now I'm like back on the You're Franco back on train, it. which is desperately un- unhappy. I was going to say a francophile, but that is not... <laughs> I'm such a francophile. Such a francophile. Um, some other stuff that I enjoyed that's non-2017. Um, I finally watched Atlanta. Oh, yeah! Season one of Atlanta is so good. Just Donald. Uh, Le- uh, Donald Glover, Lakeith Stanfield. Just, ugh, babes. Um, right. I watched seasons one to three of Community. Again, Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. Big year for Donald Glover in those, our house. Yeah. Um, I made Tom watch Freaks and Geeks at the start of this year because oh, he'd never so seen good. it. Do you know what? Wes watched Freaks and Geeks this year as well. I just I, rewatching Classic. it was such a pleasure. Why can't we have it on DVD? Why? I've, I've got it on DVD. Have you? Yeah. Is it not region one? No. Do they re release it as region two? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't put that on my Christmas list. <laughs> Great chat. And um, we also crap. started watching ER as well. Oh, of course you did. I forgot about that. <laughs> Tom, when I asked Tom what some of his favourites were, he was like Twin Peaks, but probably just ER. Excellent. Great. Um, um, 
I just remembered really quickly, uh, one of my Christmas presents was the complete box set of Six Feet Under, so that's what I'm looking forward to reading. I'm so reading, jealous. Reading, watching. So jealous you get to watch that. Yeah. Um, some other things that other people mentioned. Vix mentioned uh, The Mindy Project season four and oh, five. Yeah. I'm so behind on The Mindy Project. I've never watched it. It's so good. I just got yeah. really behind. Um, she mentioned Catastrophe as well. Um, some of the Louis Theroux documentaries. Oh, Louis She's Theroux's also just good. binged all of Peaky Blinders. Has she? Have you watched any of season four? No, I'm still re-watching season three three okay wesley ducked out and said i'm peacing out i can't deal with them playing nick cave sure. anymore and so i'm having to rewatch. <laughs> we um we watched all of season three when we were in sky that's that a note honorable mention that was one although... of the dvds we took with us and watched it we're halfway through season four it's fine i yeah, just I enjoy like it for the basis Boys. that i love killing Boys. murphy's face so much yeah I mean, he his cheekbones are the reason for watching that TV show. If he looked at me in real life, I would die. Yeah. I would just die. I think my head would fall apart. So. Um, what, uh, Jen mentioned um, Glow, The Good Place, Crown, Dear White People, the TV series Lots well. of people have mentioned The Crown and Dear White People, actually. Yeah, so I haven't watched any of Dear White People. I love the film, so I think I definitely need to get around to watching the mm. TV show. Um so lots of people uh wes phil simon um ams and bailey all mentioned punisher um which isn't you i mean it's not really my vibe i don't think um so i didn't watch it wesley binge watched it in a day he did didn't he yeah that's like 12 hours of tv um but yeah it was on a lot of people's lists as um really really good um television do not care for any of those Marvel TV shows. I, I watched some of Jessica Jones and then got really fed up with David I think this Tennant. is supposed to be the standout one. Yeah, um, I really like John Bernthal. So yeah. I think from a purely objectifying point of view, I would probably enjoy it. Mm. Um, um, but, I mean, The Punisher was never like a, a comic that I was that bothered by. But I'm, No, I'm, I imagine I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it, to be honest. But it has ma- made a lot of people's lists. I'm, I'm not surprised that um, it's on people's mm. lists, actually, given the... Um, Vaughn also mentioned Black Sails because she finally she, watched Black Sails. She um, bloody loves Black Sails. Did you read her tiny letter that she yes, sent today? Yes, I did. It was very good. Black Sails oriented. It loves was that. yeah. If anyone is a fan of Black Sails, um, which we've noticed that no one is, even though it is, it is very good. Yeah. Um, you should subscribe and read her tiny letter about. She Black does Sales. make me want to watch it, and I have no interest in it. So oh, it is. It is really good. She sells it pretty well. Um. She also watched The Good Place, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Handmaid's Tale has come up a lot Ugh. on pretty much all lists ever. I kind of missed it. I need to catch up. We need to watch it together. What was Margaret Atwood living here from Jan... In, I think it's January, it's February, January February, 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 March. We should watch it. Let's, um, watch it. let's watch it. Rach also mentioned uh, Handmaid's Tale. Um, we had uh, James, my cousin, said, let's just say episode eight of Twin Peaks eclipsed everything. Oh, that is uh, the with the possible of exception of Michael Stuhlbarg's big speech in Call Me By Your Name. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Bailey also mentioned Designated Survivor. No idea. But... Oh, that's the thing with um, oh, uh, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, I have I think where like, it. the entire cabinet in the States I don't watch gets... old Kiefer. Oh, okay. It's basically like the entire cabinet in the White House gets killed and then there's like a person that's designated as the survivor so he has to take which is a real thing i didn't realize it was a real thing um i know it's on netflix i don't i don't really like old kiefer either so just old kiefer's not so much young kiefer um ams mentioned mindhunter master of none season two 
uh, Rick and Morty season three. He mentioned Blue Planet two, as did Ashley. That was her TV highlight. This is the point at which I publicly say I just can't be bothered with any of those Blue Planet. Or... Can you not? No, I just can't be bothered. Why don't I always fall asleep watching them? I mentioned they're just it... so soothing. It's like I'm... being in the dentist's office. I mentioned it at work, and um, someone I work with told me that I was an absolute heathen for not. Yeah, if you're not obsessed with David Attenborough, I mean, I'm not He's obsessed. Fine. He's fine. He's I just great. find it boring, but yeah. I'm really glad that other people have enjoyed it. Vix loved it as well. So yeah, I mean, I I love. Yeah, I do love them, but I did fall asleep a bit when I'm... It's, it's just so soothing. It's too um, soothing. Stacey mentioned Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is always great, and Big Little Lies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon watched The Expanse, which I've heard is very good on oh, Netflix. Sure. Yep. Um, probably won't ever get time. Martha also mentioned Handmaid's Tale. Um, uh, Becky Brett mentioned Black Mirror, I think the new Black Mirror, which I probably won't watch because I'm. Just Gee, have you ever watched one. any of Black Mirror? Um, I watched the first season. And just... the th- I think the the thing with Black Mirror is there's that a lot of technology stuff. I think there's there? a lot of pressure to like be super into it. I watched the mm. first. I think I watched both of the first two seasons. Mm. I really loved the episode with Donald Gleeson, um, where it's the one where the um, Donald Gleeson woman's partner dies and then she yes. kind of gets a robot yeah, i love that robot that fucked me up proper that it really freaks sad. me out a bit to be honest um i just don't think i'll ever i think that's why it's so good is because it's so rooted in reality and actually makes you i mean the thing the thing i that, like escapism guys i the don't think like that i found reminded. with black mirror is the same i had the same reaction to it that i did with mr robot which is it makes me want to smash my computer and burn my phone never yeah. use technology again so it's a bit much it's a little it? it's a little much um, she watched ozark as well oh yeah she? she watched ozark which i haven't watched no. um and uh finally alex batten said that dark like he's watched the entirety of dark and he said it was brilliant so i'm really yeah I need excited to, to watch the rest of it okay so we've done uh music and tv now on to movies which i think is the biggie it's really hard this one this i found this incredibly difficult yeah. I, um really i've hard. managed to see this year 91 movies christ that are new to me yeah um which I always set myself like a really pointless target. This year it What's is 100. So I'm not going to make it unless I watch unless nine watch movies. Nine in the next 24 hours. Um, but as I said when we were talking about um, TV and stuff, I think that towards, in this like last quarter of the year, I've yeah. definitely just like find it found it really hard to engage with anything i think post weinstein and everything mm-hmm. like that it's just made me just paranoid that um i don't know i just don't want to engage i just didn't want to engage with anything and it's really weird to think about when i when i was looking at kind of my what i'd been watching every month i think it was like you so, start off really high yeah and yeah and then there was just a complete drop off yeah um this month i think i watched like 15 movies just but it's because i've been like racing because it's, it's christmas and i've had nothing to do so um would you like to go first yeah i can the um run? it's been a tricky one like you said because there have been so many because some of them have been tarnished somewhat um it's just so hard to rank them as well because actually I've seen so many films that were great this year. Um, it's uh, just been a really, yeah, good level of I think for me, a lot of, of, think for me, a lot of mine has come down to kind of actually what I've, like everything else, I've just chosen what I enjoyed the yeah. most rather than like what is probably the critically best. That's what I've also done. So there's a bit of a mixture in this top 10 because it's, it's stuff that I really, really enjoyed when I was watching it, mm-hmm. or it really had an impact on me when I was watching it, yeah. and it really had an impact on me afterwards. So number ten is Moonlight, which I'd almost forgotten was out this year. Sure. Um, it feels that long ago, which is probably why it's not higher, just because it's been so. It feels I like I think it was February or March. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the first films I saw at the cinema this also, year. Also, I think it's really important just before we go um, that. 
we've talked before about how the UK gets stuff later oh, yeah. in the States. And I'm just going to flag this now because there are a couple of things in my top 10 yeah. that um, actually probably came out in the States in 2016, but had UK release yeah. here 2017, yeah. which is why they're in our list. And um, there's a couple of films that I imagine probably would have been in my top 10 if they were out yet, but they're not out until next year. Absolutely. <clears throat> the Shape of Water. Um, so number 10 is Moonlight. Um, yeah, like I say, if... If I'd watched it more recently, it probably would have stuck with... Like, I'd probably be remembering it more. But, I mean, it had a very big impression on everyone who watched it. Number nine is Detroit, because I was crying for quite a long time afterwards. Yeah. uh, And it really stuck with me. Um, Kind of exemplifies this year a lot, I think. Yeah, I just... I felt absolutely destroyed after watching that film. Um, So, it has been very... It's one of my most memorable films, let's put it that way. Uh, Number eight is It pure enjoyment factor um i've been waiting for a very long time to watch that film i've read the book this year i've been really hyped for the film i really enjoyed it i still Um, can't believe how good it was i just really loved it and i thought it was you know it could have easily been a lot shitter than it was um so i'm really excited to watch it again when it comes out on dvd next month mad um so number eight is it number seven is get out which actually has been higher on a lot of people's lists but again really really enjoyed it um it was a really interesting concept. Really glad that it's done so well for um, sort of a low-budget horror film. Yeah, and I'm really maybe. glad it's been acclaimed so much, <clears throat> seeing as it is a horror film. Uh, number six is Dunkirk, because I could not have it in my list as something that struck me so heavily. Number five is the controversial Baby Driver, which wasn't controversial when I watched it about hey. a million times and loved it so much. And then Kevin Spacey ruined it, but That's I can't let it not. I can't let it ruin the fact that actually it was one of the films I saw the most at the cinema. It was one of the ones that we talked about the most and just enjoyed the most. Number four is Thor Ragnarok because actually I could, you know, I think four and five are interchangeable there because easily my favourite Marvel film. So funny. So funny. Enjoyment factor was through the oh roof. God, it was so good. Um, I can't wait to watch it again. Number three was Blade Runner 2049. Um, loved it actually more than I thought I was going to. Um, my expectations just, for that were so high and I'm yeah, so glad it, it looked wasn't trash <laughs> beautiful um, I thought the story was pretty good I thought everyone in it was great so yeah that really struck me and um, number two is Star Wars The Last Jedi because I loved it so much I fuck the haters I really enjoyed it um, <laughs> Wes, we watched it again on Christmas <clears throat> Eve with my dad mm-hmm. and Wes said that all of the sort of the problems he had with it the first time he actually got over the second time and he enjoyed it more. Oh, so maybe everyone should watch it we're going to again. see it again tomorrow right? yeah I see if think. any of those misgivings disappear um i enjoyed it as much as i did the first time and my dad really loved it mm-hmm. he said quote that's a real star wars <laughs> film so yes, chris, chris mckenna's McKenna. ultimate opinion there number one is call me by your name because we can elaborate on this crying um do you want to do your top 10 yeah so um mine is i've gone for the things i've enjoyed the most and have thought the most about, I guess, yeah. this year. Um, I've gone for 11 because I couldn't... You're terrible at this well, top 10 To be fair, when you were just saying, I just realised that when I'd done my list yesterday, I'd had to reformat everything and yeah. I'd gotten rid of one and then I just realised I didn't put it back in. One of mine could have been 11 that I'm sure will be on your list. Um, okay. So, again, these aren't... Ne- the, the top two are my a set yeah. stone, but um, the rest of them are kind of fluid. So number 11 is Dunkirk. I've yeah. never felt so 
it was just such an oppressive experience mm-hmm. in the cinema. I just felt sick the entire time. I definitely think it's probably um, Christopher Nolan's best film. Yeah, um, I, I would agree. My expectations are high for it, um, but I'm not necessarily a war film person. No, it's not my vibe. But I just felt that it was so much more than that. Um, number 10 is Blade Runner 2049. Um, as discussed, just mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Denis did a, a very, very good job. Did um, Could did quite you? happily watch Ryan Gosling in anything. Uh, number 9 is Free Fire. Yep. That just fell out of mine. I just keep. But I did just buy it on DVD, so I just think it's so good. There's so, so many brilliant fun. performances in that. Um, number eight is a film called My Life as a Courgette. Um, oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. It in the last. Did that come out this year? Yeah. Did it really? Yeah. God, it feels like it came out years ago. It was because it was um, Sw- uh, Switzerland's entry for the best foreign film i think for this year's oscars uh, um it's really short it's only I've like heard it's very very good, 70 though. minutes long tom mm. and i watched it in the last few days and um it's about a child who gets taken into care and it's about his experiences there so for tom it hit home quite a lot just because that's the nature of his job mm-hmm. um but it's just it's just really really beautiful i mean it's all stop motion animation it's just i don't know it's just it was just really really moving it's really wonderful um number seven is get out yep same as mine i absolutely loved i can't wait to re-watch it um just thought about it so much mm. this year um number six is a film called um god's own country yeah yeah which i, which I missed i can't remember if i mentioned that on the podcast or not i think um, i don't know it's about the tale of two um kind of farm hands who kind of fall in love and it's about them kind of one mm. of them in particular coming to terms with his sexuality it was just set in yorkshire it's amazing um number five is 20th century women um, oh, of course, yeah. A film which I, I haven't watched it yet. But it's so on good. Um, when I saw it at the beginning of the year, um, it just made me cry heaps. Um, it reminded me of my mum so much. I bought it for my mum for Christmas and we watched it with her a couple of days ago and I was just an absolute wreck. Like, it's just such an amazing performance from Annette Benning. It's got Greta Gerwig in it, who I adore. The soundtrack's amazing. Um, it's just a really, really moving mm. film. Uh, number four is La La Land. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about La La Land. It wouldn't be in my top ten, but... Fine. I just loved it. Um, I love musicals, I love Ryan Gosling, I love Emma Stone. I understand that it has a lot of issues around it. I enjoyed it, it, but didn't love it. I'd anticipated it so much, and I saw it um, it with you, didn't I? And I saw it again, I saw it twice at the cinema. I saw it with my Mm -hmm. mum, who adored it as well. I just... Oh, there's so many parts of it this year I've, I've thought about it and it just brought me so much joy I listened to the mm. soundtrack a shitloads as well um, so there you go uh, number three is Baby Driver um, yeah. I had hyped myself up into oblivion for this I just love Edgar Wright as discussed um, yeah. it's a shame that towards the end of this year um, Kevin Spacey's fuck ups dickhead um, yeah. have kind of um, nixed it you know his well, his presence in that now makes me feel a bit ill, um, but I just think as a whole it's just such an amazing film. It is just so so good. Uh, number two is Moonlight. Yeah, yeah. Which for me just mm-hmm. really um, I haven't stopped thinking about it all year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such an incredible piece of cinema. Um, I think it's an incredibly important piece of cinema. It's interesting that um, Moonlight, God's Own Country, and my number one, mm-hmm. Call Me by Your Name, um, this year, just a really great year for queer cinema. Mm. Um, it's just really pleasing to have three films in my top ten that yeah. all focus on um, homosexual relationships mm-hmm. and coming to, you know, just love affairs between two men. I just think it's... Mm. I mean, we've talked before about Call Me by Your Name. I just... I've, I've honestly not felt as moved in the cinema this year. I mean, for me, it's kind of close between Call Me By Your Name and Moonlight, but yeah. um, Call Me By Your Name in particular was incredibly overwhelming. I just, mm. you know, we were in absolute bits. I just, 
the end sequence, um, the credit sequence, I was just absolutely howling. Mm. It's just so emotionally raw. Um, I saw yesterday that um, Barry Jenkins, director of Moonlight, mm-hmm. he tweeted about Call Me By Your Name and he said, Call Me By Your Name, sweetness without a trace of sentimentality, a work made without fear of sentimentality, sweetness beside sex, sex that transmutes love, an intellectually rigorous examination that never loses warmth, earnest, mature and endearing the whole way through, which I think for me just really mm. exemplifies the experience of watching it. Like, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm in the process of reading the book which Mm -hmm. you bought me for christmas and i bought you for christmas i love that we bought the same present for each other with the same cover the same cover Um, exactly the same book and it's actually quite interesting reading the book because it's written from elio's point of Mm. view and only elio's point of view and it kind of i don't know it's just making me think about the film a lot more and i can't wait to watch it god i can't wait to watch it again it's interesting actually you were just saying it's been a great um year for kind of LGBT cinema. It's also been a good year. Three of my top ten, Moonlight, Detroit and Get Out, also tackle issues of race, which is yeah, really absolutely. nice. Um, and, yeah, I think it's been a good year for... So on to the um, honourables. I've got... Yeah. Um, I'll just bash through mine quickly because yeah. it does feature some of the ones I know. I think they're probably very similar. Ten. Um, the Last Jedi I really enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought it was tough. Tough pick to put it in my top ten, but yep. it probably would have been twelve. That's on yep. um, Dunkirk. Um, also, Logan, the yep. big guy old Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Hidden Figures over Christmas, yep. which I really enjoyed. Um, Stronger, really um, yeah. talked about as well. Um, Fences, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, um, Disaster Artist, The Handmaiden, which we saw together. Yep. Um, it Comes at Night, yep. um, Thor Ragnarok, It, The Big Sick. Um, there are also two things that I chose to take out of my top ten. Mm-hmm. Um because I felt kind of weird including them, and I know that one a ghost story. Yeah, I put that as a half honourable mention because I just I, it it was a good film, but it's just so tainted. Yeah, the, a ghost hard. story really did overwhelm me, and I I did enjoy watching it so so much because I think the concept and the the kind of the idea behind it is in. I just think it's incredibly mm. interesting but like Manchester by the Sea, which again was a very 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 moving film. Um, and, oh, of course, yeah, Manchester by but the Sea. But I just felt kind of shitty, including Casey them in Affleck, my top you just 10. fucking everything up. Manchester by the Sea, I know, is placed really high in everyone else's lists, mm-hmm. um, but I just chose to take it out because I, I felt, I just kind of felt kind of shitty about mm-hmm. including it. But I mean, if you feel like you want to watch it, that's, you know, it is a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, as we've discussed at length, I understand why people don't want to engage with it. Um, mm-hmm. Some other things that people mentioned um, uh, Jen mentioned life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Between Oceans and Thor. Yeah, I liked Life. I didn't love Life, but I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't. It wouldn't. I wouldn't put it in my top ten, but it was a, a fun time. Um, as discussed, I will engage with anything that features Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, <laughs> Funnily enough, at yeah. length. So um, cool. Um, and oh, I've also got some non two thousand seventeen stuff which I watched, but I really enjoyed Go uh, on. a lot of it's from last year. Um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh God, so good. Obsessed. Um, Hell or High Water film. was Oscar nominated. Good film, yeah. I watched that as well. Really um, Tom and I watched Don't Think Twice Over Christmas, which is a oh, yeah. film um, written by Mike um, Babiglia, which is about a uh, improv group. It's kind of based on UCB and SNL, so it's kind of my two favorite things in the world. Um, I loved Moana. As oh well. yeah. Stephanie mentioned how much she loved the Moana mm-hmm. soundtrack, which I completely get. Um, also, really loved Ghostbusters. The oh my god, Ghostbusters was so good. Yeah, I watched that last Christmas. That was great. It was so um, good. I only, only saw it in about May this year, I think. But um, I made it top. I made Tom watch it not that long ago, ah, um, and he absolutely loved it as well. Um, 
my notable, my sort of honourable mentions were Wonder Woman that just fell out of the yeah, top Yeah, that would have been in my um, top 15 or something. Yeah, I loved Wonder Woman. It was great. Free Fire just fell out of my top 10. That was great. Logan, I loved. Killing of a Sacred Deer, I really enjoyed. A Ghost Story has its problems, but I, I guess you could say I enjoyed it. Uh, Wolf of the Planet of the Apes was actually really, I really good. I love it. I need to love watch it. The Planet of the Apes films. Um, but Wolf of the Planet of the Apes was the best one by far and probably one of the best blockbusters of the year, yeah. easily. Okia was this show. Oh, shit! Um, <laughs> Okia was very good. I can't um, believe it. I just, I'm just realising that I didn't... Include Fuck. Okia. Yeah, so Okia was really good. Um, we watched Okia together. That was straight to Netflix, wasn't that? Oh, that would um, be my top 15. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, Okia. Uh, I watched The Death of Stalin, which I enjoyed but didn't love. Wesley loved it. I've noticed that um, the people that loved it are mostly men, actually, and the people that enjoyed it but didn't love it were women. And I think I think it's got quite masculine humour. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't usually want to say humour is masculine or feminine, but I think I think it's definitely got masculine humour. I think so. on paper, I um, would really enjoy it. It's just, um, I think I was interested to, you know... It's what, a bit of a said. bro down, I think. Yeah. Um, Handmaiden, as you said, was really good. Um, and David Lynch, The Art Life, was really good. Um, documentary we saw at the cinema. Um, I completely missed the hype on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I enjoyed oh. the first one a lot. I haven't watched the second one. I Can guess I at some point I'll watch it. just say that we watched Over Christmas and I've never been so bored? Yeah, that's interesting. And it wasn't that I was in the wrong mood. I just didn't enjoy it. I just think that it was just boring. But I'd like to see what you thought about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, my dad gave it to... My dad likes to fob off DVDs once he's watching, sure. right? So he gave me Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and was like, oh, you should watch this. And I was like, cool, thanks. Then he gave me <laughs> Logan and went, oh, do you want to watch this? And I went... Dad, I literally bought that for you like three weeks ago. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah, I'll keep this one. Great. Um, the ones that disappointed me, or I say disappointed. Yeah. Um, I was sli- I think I was slightly disappointed with The Beguiled. It didn't last with me in the way that I hoped it would, um, despite Colin Firth. Um, Alien Covenant Ugh, my was God, pants. So rubbish. Um, and I was disappointed by my friend Dharma, which we've covered. Um, and I saw Lost City of Z at the cinema and I, was, do you think I actually saw that in a top list it was like Empire do you think like, it's you weird that it's in a lot of me? people's best of yeah it's on um, it's on Amazon Prime it looks now, nice and I keep but I keep no. wanting to watch it but then also like please knowing. do but it's, an, it's a no from mm, me okay. probably one of the most boring things I saw at the cinema sure um, other shout outs uh, Vaughn said her favourites were The Last Jedi Wonder Woman Call Me By Your Name Thor Ragnarok Logan The Big Sick Get Out and Dunkirk. Oh, she also loved Atomic Blonde and John Wick 2. I watched oh John my Wick God, 2. John Wick 2. I watched that on Christmas Day. That was good fun. Did you like John Wick 2? Do yes. you think it was better than John Wick 1? It definitely was better than John Wick 1. It's so um, good. And there's no dog killing. So. Do you, you fancy Keanu Reeves? Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, Bailey also um, mentioned John Wick 2. Um, he also mentioned Baby Driver as one of his favourites. Ashley mentioned Baby Driver as hers. Vix mentioned Baby Driver as well. Ah, uh, yeah. Stacey and Phil both said Coco, which we have not been allowed to see yet. No, it's out on 19th of January, I think. Bastards. Um, Simon uh, mentioned Logan, Last Jedi, Get Out, Blade Runner, Thor. Alex Batten mentioned The Handmaiden. So <laughs> it was all pretty much, yeah, it was a bit awkward, Alex Batten. Um he was sitting next to a lady in the cinema because he had to sit in a different row to us, didn't he? he did, and the lady he? in the cinema kept on looking at him as if she were really concerned he was going to bust out some like sporadic masturbation or something. It in was the middle awkward, of... wasn't it? Yeah, Becky Brett mentioned Get Out and Logan. So I think we're pretty much all agreed on yeah. the standout films of the year. So, um, books. Now, the stipulation for this is that they're not all going to be 2017 releases because I often feel that with books it's a little harder 
I've read one, two, three. I don't even know. Actually, I've read a few that were this year, so I'm quite Mm, pleased with myself. I think, yeah, I think maybe four of mine, five of mine, maybe, yeah, about about half of mine, I think, are 2017 releases. But um, we just thought we'd bend the rules a little bit because Mm -hmm. we don't we don't all often we don't always read brand brand new stuff on the book front. So, um, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, I'd say probably my top four or my solid top four. The others are kind of interchangeable. Yeah, fine. Books that have stuck with me this year, guys, go. Uh, the Heart is Deceitful Above All Things by J.T. Leroy. Oh, yeah, Finally, you read I read that. that. You? April lent it to me. Um, you bought it for you for Christmas last year. Yeah. J.T. Leroy was the literary persona of Laura Albert and sort of all of that scandal aside, it was a really interesting slash harrowing book to read. The uh, I read the Paper Girls comics uh, this year. I think there's three volumes of them now. I think there is. I don't read many comics, um, but I have enjoyed them as kind of throwaway sci-fi. They're very sci-fi. They're very up rally, I think. So they've been all right. Um, Grief is the Thing with Feathers by Max Porter, um, which is sort of a short-ish... I really hate that we can't see Killian Murphy in the stage production. I know, this. isn't it such it's a bummer? Me. Why, why, why can we not just go on holiday just to watch him in that? Um, it is a very dark. <coughs> why well, I say dark? It's very sad. It's book, very sad. Made me cry. Um, about two boys facing the sadness of their mother's death, um, and it's somewhat autobiographical for Max Porter, and um, I definitely recommend that. Um, I really enjoyed "You Should Have Left," which April got me uh, for Christmas by Daniel Kelman. Uh, and it's translated by someone who I, oh, I didn't write the name is he down. German? But he is, yes, he? he is. Um, I didn't note down the translator's name, and that's awful of me based on my profession. So I will add that in later. I won't. Um, it was about a film writer who's working on his sort of latest screenplay, um, and he's rented a house in the mountains of Germany with his wife and daughter, and some really strange stuff begins to happen to the house and to himself and his kind of narrative. The narrative of his experience in the house is kind of interwoven with parts of his screenplay, and it's kind of a bit like Nocturnal Animals in that respect. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a really short novella. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed The Secret History of Twin Peaks by Mark Frost, um, and I've just got the second book of that, so that will be something I read very soon. Really enjoyed that. Wasn't sure if I'd get into it, but I did. Um, I read Nick Cave, Mercy on Me, um, which is a comic um, which kind of interweaves... uh, the early years of uh nick cave's career um uh with the birthday party and the bad seeds blah 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 um and uh elements of his songwriting um so it's kind of a bit bizarre it takes a while to get into but i really really enjoyed that um i my top four uh are reservoir 13 by john mcgregor which came out this year um really amazing book worth reading uh, Lincoln in the Bardo by George Saunders, which I know stood out for both of us as um, just quite amazing, really. Love George. Um, yeah, love George so much. It by Stephen King, which I've gone on about 50 times, finally got round to reading it all and loved it as much as I thought I would, although it took me about four months. I'm so impressed that you so read long. it. Yeah, um, and Columbine by Dave Cullen, which I wouldn't want to rank as number one in anything, really, because it's horrible, but um, was a really standout. As a non sort of as a non fiction slash true crime book, it really stands out. It's probably one of the best I've ever read. Um, the content was really interesting. Um, I just I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but I was really gripped. I think reading you can it. say that you enjoyed it from the point of view of it's it's an interesting mm. case to look at, which we've sort of talked about before when we did our mm. true crime kind of um, chat, didn't we? Mm. So I'm glad it was a good one. Um, mm. So mine's kind of yeah, half and half on the 2017 front. Um, 
I've read 52 books this year. Oh, damn. But I've also read a lot of graphic novels, so yeah. which is in that. Um, I've gotten really into graphic novels this year. Um, so it's I'll, my first year for actually reading. Yeah, I think novels, last year I made like a, last year I made like a really concerted effort to just kind of try and engage with graphic novels a little bit more. And now I'm working back at the central library in our city. Um, I'm just constantly i have to walk past our graphic novel shelves on a daily they basis. are really easy to get through they're just a nice I way i just need to not speed read i really struggle with speed reading because yeah. i read so fast that i don't absorb it properly so i have to slow down well i i got i mean this is on my honorables list um i got really into the giant days series which is about three girls um at university in sheffield oh nice um it's really good there's so cool. many pop culture references in it that make me die and um, there's also a series called roller girl um which is about a girl growing up in portland um who nice. does roller derby which is very up my alley so my um, 10th favorite this year um well these are in no order but um 10 is uh filmish a graphic journey through film which tom bought uh, me for christmas yeah. last year and each chapter is about a different that was on my film. to read list i haven't done it is it you yeah, can borrow it is it give worth it to say it's really awesome. good well, it would yeah. be if it's in your top 10 <laughs> it's really really it's a good it, please. it's really good um each of the chapters is about a different kind of film element of film theory or kind of film criticism it's just really really well put together someone who just adores film anyway um it was just kind of the illustrations in it are really brilliant and it's just talks about really interesting things lovely um uh, number nine is my absolute darling darling by gabriel talent um which was a really interesting book um number eight is innocence and others by dania spiotta um which is about um two filmmakers actually there's two books in my top 10 actually that are about, about films. filmmakers which Lovely. is very funny um number seven is just kids by patty smith which i finally read oh, this of year course. um it's just amazing i've got um brilliant the follow-up to read as well um the nicks by nathan hill is number six it's on my list so i'll get there one day it's really good uh mm-hmm. number five is tony and susan by austin wright which is the film which nocturnal animals was based on yeah. um the book itself is really interesting it says a lot about writer reader relationships and how writers manipulate the reader and how readers expectations ex- um shape the way that you engage with a book um having read it after being obsessed with nocturnal animals last year i think it's a really tom ford did a very very good job of adapting what is essentially a book about someone reading a book yeah. for the screen so um it's definitely worth a read um number four is the animators by kayla ray whittaker which is the um a- another book about filmmakers about two animators um who do kind of stop motion animation it's about their kind of personal um trials and tribulations um, i really hope they make it into a film because one of the characters as i was reading it i was just imagining as kate mckinnon from snl mm. um that's just a little tidbit for you there. Little um, side. Little side there for you. Uh, number three is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, mm-hmm. which is a YA novel that's a, kind of about the Black Lives Matter movement. Cool. It's one of the most powerful um, YA books I've read in a long, long time. Mm. They're they're adapting it for um, the screen um, for release this year, next year. What year are we are? 2017? Next yes, year. Yes, 2017. Um, <laughs> um, and the cast list um, is amazing. So I'm really psyched on that. Number two is Lincoln in the Bardo by George yep. Saunders. This this year I read so much George Saunders. I read a lot of you his have, short story you? Yeah. collections, some of his nonfiction as well. I was really looking forward to the release of Lincoln in the Bardo and it didn't let me down. It's one of the most interesting books I've ever read in my entire life. It's yeah, not agreed. everyone's cup of tea. Some of my close friends who've tried to read it um, haven't liked it. And I completely understand it because the format of it's um, very different um i think of it as being more like a play script mm-hmm. 
because it's multiple voices. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd recommend actually listening to the audio book of it mm. because each of the characters is played by a different person and it kind of I don't know, adds to the kind of cacophony of cacophony of voices that cacophony. the book cacophony of voices that the book um kind of attempts to mm. sort of conjure. Um, my favourite book this year is Meet Me in the Bathroom by Lizzie Goodman. Lovely. Um, which is the book about um, NYC Rock 2001. Oh, thank God. Because that book cost you a lot. <laughs> 2011 it did and it was so worth every penny. Um, for someone who's like deeply obsessed with um, music of that era, bands like The Strokes, The Interpol, mm. um, everyone like that. It's is just... it Interpol or The Interpol? Interpol. I just said The Interpol you just said for, for no reason. Oh, cool. Fine. Um, I just thought, dear God, I've been saying it wrong the entire <laughs> the time. No, it's just amazing. It's the an Nick or- Cave. The Nick Cave. <laughs> um, it's an oral history. It's just really interesting to hear about these figures. Hear these figures, sorry, talk about that particular time in music um, that I was almost too young to kind of engage with. So if you're into that kind of thing, I definitely recommend it. Um, mm. It's amazing. Um, some other things that I didn't add into my top ten, but things that I enjoyed. Um, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Harmless like you was amazing. I really like that. Um, the Laura's as well. I was at Rowan Boot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on my list to um, read. It's really good. I read it. Um, I read the ebook over a couple of days um, when I was back and forth to London for some conferences, and it's really interesting um, narrative. Um, the Laura's as well by Sarah Taylor was was really moving as well. Mm. Um, Vix gave us quite the list because she's a prolific reader. Do you know how many books she's read this year? No, 74, I don't want to know. Oh. Seventy four books. Um, some stuff that she gave five stars to were The Cows by Dorne Porter, which oh, I yeah. read and enjoyed as well. Um, Hannah Green and Her Unfeasibly Mundane Existence yeah. by Michael Marshall Smith. Um, the Seven Rules of Alvira Carr. France, by Frances mm. Maynard. She says it's similar to Eleanor Oliphant, but she oh, preferred yeah. that. Oh, okay. That's um, interesting. Nina is not okay by Sapi Kosandi and The Awkward Age by Francesca Siegel. Yeah, um, those... I've got that on my book yeah. pile as well. Yeah, I'm really excited to read some of those. Um, Vaughn mentioned uh, Grace and the Fever by Zan Romanoff and uh, If You Could See Me Now by Kerry Stanton. Uh, Victoria said Priestaddy by Patricia Lockwood. Uh, and Simon mentioned a couple of graphic novels, uh, Saga and The Wicked and the Divine. Oh, I've started reading Saga. Am's really likes Saga. I don't know if I like Saga. No, I haven't tried it's Saga. It's Brian K. Vaughan who did Who Paper did Paper Girls, Girls. yeah. yeah um, so so I probably why, will. That's but... why I picked it up, because I um, was into Paper Girls as well. Mm. Um, but I've actually read quite a few. I haven't noted them down, but... I was looking through my Goodreads and I've read a lot of books this year that I wasn't actually that fussed by. So it's not been an amazing year for me book wise um, in terms of sort of my top 10 was only slightly hard because there were so many that really wasn't as fussed. No, I mean, personally, I was a shame. I do the Goodreads challenge every year Mm. um, and I definitely exceeded it, um, which is always nice. Um, But yeah, there I mean, there were very few things that I like five starred. Yeah, I've read a lot of stuff that's been do five. Fine. I mean, the new John Green was kind of cool. Turtles all the way down was pretty John Greeny. Um, oh, I did read Moxie by Jonathan Matthew, which was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, I'm really into the Postal series. I finally read Princess Diarist as well. Lovely. By our girl Carrie Fisher. Um, I also read Everything Everything by Nicola Yoon, which is another YA um title. I need to watch the film of that. Um, I read um, Meddling Kids by Ed uh, yeah. Cantero, um, which started off really promisingly and kind of just faded at the end so i ended up not enjoying it as much as i thought i would um i've read a couple of oh i read uh, animal by sarah pasco mm-hmm. um which i enjoyed didn't love i read the impossible fairy tale by han Juyo, um which is 
a, quite a difficult read. Um, just narratively, mm-hmm. it's, you know, very unusual, so it's hard to get to grips with. But um, I would actually recommend reading it. It's um, good. Um, I read, as I kind of mentioned before, the the third in the uh, the Hodges trilogy, the Mr. Mercedes trilogy. Um, that was my least favourite book of the three. Cool. So a few podcasts that um, I've enjoyed this year. Um, I'm just going to generally shout out the Lady Pod Squad, who've um, really kind of... No, it's been nice to be welcomed into the fold, as we've discussed many times. It's been lovely. It's been really nice. It's been a kind of, uh, you know, we didn't know how well this podcast malarkey would go, but um, everyone that's involved in that kind of little squad um, has been massively helpful. Yeah, um, definitely. So if you're ever in need of something new, check out the um, hashtag on Twitter and you'll mm. definitely find some new podcasts um, for yourself to listen to. Um, some other things I've enjoyed, um, our pal Sean's podcast, Culture Fear. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So glad that Sean's got a podcast going. Um, he's got such a nice way of talking to guests and the three episodes that he's done so far have been brilliant and definitely worth listening to um on the kind of pop culture front i'm still really enjoying the watch and jam session which are two podcasts mm-hmm. from the ringer um i'm obsessed with the adam buxton podcast mm-hmm. um s town i really enjoyed this S-Town year was good um there's a podcast on my called my favorite album with jeremy dillon where he interviews okay. people and they talk about their favorite records um that's kind of a cool one um vix mentioned a couple of things as well um the moth as being one do you know what i haven't listened to the moth as much this year and i used to I listen to it all the I time to princess to it she mm. listens to the savage dan savage's love oh, yeah, yeah. as well um two podcasts called hello friend and what page you on by bethany rutter um definitely worth looking out to for and she mentioned dirty john as well which i haven't yeah, yeah. i haven't listened to but need to um what things have you been listening well, to? well i mean i everyone knows i pretty much exclusively just listen to true crime yeah. on podcasts so the ones that weren't true crime that i really enjoyed um were uh, the the Reservoir tapes on BBC Radio Four, which was an extension of Reservoir Thirteen by oh, John McGregor. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of a different character each episode, um, and you hear from their point of view um, what's going wrong around the disappearance of this young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Losers Club I listen to quite a lot by Consequence of Sound, which is a Stephen King podcast. Mm-hmm. There's actually quite a few Stephen King podcasts out there. This one I enjoy the most. Um, they've been reading Stephen King. Uh, chronologically so I haven't listened to all of them because I don't want to listen to the ones I haven't read yet Um, I recently listened to their um, episode about uh, It the movie Mm -hmm. and I pretty much agreed with everything they said um, which was really nice because then I listened to the last picture show their episode about It um, and I pretty much disagreed with everything they said you were very angry about it wound me up um that's great i also listen to a lot of diane which is um a uk-based podcast um about twin peaks uh, and i was listening to that every week when we were watching the return um and they just had some incredible insight it's a really clever podcast um true crime wise i've listened to so many this year my you listen to so many and half of them I'm just like I don't even know what I literally you tend I'm running to listen, out you, well you always listen to like a lot of true crimey pods and I always end up listening to loads of pop culture interview ones yeah, so I'm it's a nice contrast I'm completely hooked on true crime podcasts it's my absolute jam um, some of my favourites were uh, Up and Vanished which I think was 2017 mm-hmm. I hope it was I think it was if not fine um, which is about the unsolved disappearance of um, a beauty queen and high school teacher in Georgia called Tara Grinstead um, a lot of these podcasts true crime podcasts may I mention are uh, female fronted which I really really enjoy <laughs> as well 
Um, I've just started listening to True Crime Garage, um, which um, the format isn't exactly, it's not completely what I'd be into. Um, it's two guys kind of cracking open a beer and talking about true crime. Not really very me, but the level of research um, they have given to these cases is unbelievable. Um, they did like a four-parter on the West Memphis Three, oh, cool. which is really difficult to listen to, but just the most amazing amount yeah. of detail. So I was really into that. S-Town I really enjoyed. I don't know if you count that as true crime. It's kind of not, but as April said, from the makers of Serial and This American Life. Um, Dirty John by the LA Times, um, I really enjoyed. Um, it's about uh, this lady, Deborah Newell's experience, um, dating, marrying, getting involved with um, a man called John Meehan, who is a handsome doctor who spent time in Iraq, um, oh. who is absolutely not who he makes out he is. Um, Miss, uh, CBC Radio have done two really great, uh, podcast that I've listened to this year um, Missing and Murdered Who Killed Alberta Williams um, is about uh, they're trying to so uh, trying to solve the case of um, Alberta Williams who was a young indigenous woman who was murdered in British Columbia in 1989 oh interesting okay. um, it's it's narrated and investigated by um, a young indigenous woman as well oh, cool. so that's really I that's definitely really recommend nice. that one yeah. it's really good um, and season three of Someone Knows Something which was easily one of my favourite of this year I spent a lot of time crying walking home listening to it um the first two seasons of Someone Knows Something were pretty good but season three is standout for me um it involves uh the the investigator Dave Ridgen 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 um going back to an old case that he was involved with um as a journalist um it uh it is about uh uh, two boys, Charles Moore and Henry D, who um, were found in the Mississippi River in 1964. Their remains were found. Mm -hmm. um, it was believed that they were killed by the Ku Klux Klan, um, but no one could prove it at the time. And 40 years later, uh, Dave meets up with Charles Moore's brother, Thomas, who is now quite elderly. And together they um, embark on a mission to kind of solve the case, to confront the Ku Klux Klan and to hopefully bring justice to oh, wow. those two that boys who were murdered. It's pretty amazing. Um, and a lot of these, it's kind of not a spoiler, but a lot of these kind of podcasts, you know, they are unsolved cases, they're cold cases. So sometimes you don't really get anywhere by the end, mm -hmm. whereas this one has a very um, uplifting outcome. Um, I put number one as my favourite murder because yeah, I didn't... literally what else is there to say <laughs> other than that's just my favourite podcast ever. Yeah, I didn't put it on mine, but um, only because I thought it was kind of a given. <laughs> Guys, I think it's a given that we're completely just obsessed by my favourite murder obsessed. and it's wonderful. We're seeing wonderful. them in the new year. We are. I'm very excited. Very, very um, excited. Uh, just a quick shout out to... Um, Film Roast, Nightmare on Film Street, loads of other Lady Pod Squad yep. uh, podcasts. Um, the only true crime-ish related podcast that I tried listening to on the way home with Wesley was Heaven's Gate. Mm -hmm. um, and I hated it. So I <laughs> turned it off after about two episodes because the guy narrating was just winding me the fuck up. Thumbs down. So that's a big thumbs down. But hooray for true crime podcasts. They are the best. Hooray for our podcast as well. Oh, and ours. My number one is uh, The Thirst. <laughs> Bailey said that his favourite was The Thirst, which is just trying to brown nose, really. Vic said but... when, she wrote her, when she wrote her lengthy email about her lists and stuff, she put podcast, yours, oh, and thanks, Dirty John. guys. <laughs> Dirty John was very good. <clears throat> So that's our kind of quick fire, I say quick, quick fire um, lists of our favourite kind of books, films, movies, um, 
TV shows this year. Um, general pop culture moments, though. I mean, I haven't, you know, I haven't written a list for this, but I thought maybe we could just recap on some of the things this year that have happened in pop culture um, that have kind of saved the year, really. Um, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of negativity uh, in the world generally. There's been a lot of shit on the news. It's been a really hard year. It has actually also been a really hard year for pop culture mm. um, and uh, certain creative industries. Um, that's why we made the shit list. Um, but I didn't want I didn't want to reflect on the shit list in particular too much because <laughs> um, I'm sure you've heard about it enough. Yep. Um, but just other things this year that we've really enjoyed that we can say helped us get through. And has kind of saved the year for us. Yes, go. Um, I would say CBB's bedtime stories oh my have been an important one for us. They truly have been the linchpin. <laughs> no. Right? They've just been really enjoyable. I talk, I did a presentation at work in like... What, exclusively on bedtime no, stories? Well, I t- had to talk about Got like then. library stuff to some mm-hmm. students um, in October. And I made a real big thing about CBB's mm. and the importance of being seen to like celebrities reading books because it is an important thing but celebrities can read but basically it was just an excuse for me to put on a powerpoint presentation chris evans tom hardy oh my god like some other people (laughs) we're we're not mentioning josh holm um no he doesn't get included Tom Hardy, i'm just so glad that there is some hope for our children because they can watch cbb's bedtime stories and know that the world will be okay (laughs) hopefully um i've also enjoyed i put one of my my main one, I just put episode eight of Twin Peaks. I think about that on a weekly basis. <laughs> it's just just how beautiful. Yeah, it was. there was barely anything else to it talk about. It was so about. moving. It was just it was amazing. Oh, just the thing I would like to talk about is briefly regarding Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. how it keeps appearing on people's like films of the year list. Guys, it's a TV show. Oh yes, we all like to say that it's a yeah. It's very clever to say that it's a film. No, um, you just need to watch it back to back, guys, and it's just like an eighteen hour long no. film or whatever. Um, fine, but is actually a TV program. So Episodic, let's just, yeah. Yeah, let's just settle that now. Um, I have very much enjoyed the Stephen King Renaissance. It has That's been a good year for Stephen, hasn't it's it? It's been it's been busy. Um, the Miss Mercedes TV show, um, The Mist, which was not a great tv show but fine existed uh doc tower here is not so good it was great 1922 was pretty good gerald's game i guess you could say i enjoyed it it was good um but it has been yeah it's been a strong year for uh one of my favorite things ever aka stephen king um my cousin didn't get a time to write his uh top lists but he did send me an actual essay i'm looking at it Um, yeah it's an actual essay of uh his ranking of stephen king adaptions this year um he put dark tower last um then he put it then he put 1922 i would i would argue that but fine Uh, and he put number one as gerald's game um which yeah most people haven't enjoyed but um it is it's it's pretty i think it's yeah difficult subject matter but it's interesting fairly... that there is like a there has been a bit of a revival this year. Oh my god! Just because it's just it's been like multiple been so projects much. at once. It's not as if Stephen King's gone away, but no. it does seem to have been the year of Stephen King. It really has. So long live that as well. Um, press tours. I was going to give a quick mention to. I just put press tours generally. Well, when you were like, oh, pop culture kind of like moments it's and just stuff. Tours, I just kept thinking about all the press tours. Yeah. Like just life. Deep, like the fucking hell, man. That live press tour. I mean, life is fine as a film but the thing that gave me life was the Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds 
just constantly. Which is one of our first ever topics. It was on one of our podcast. first ever topics. And I just think that that was the only thing that has ever made me think that Ryan Reynolds is all right. And that if I, you know, I, I would tolerate him if it meant that I'd got to hang out with Jake all the time. <laughs> yeah, so. that's fair. Um, and I do, I do think they are secretly best friends. They live in the same building now. Besties, yeah. So. It's all a... It's all a- we know it's and real. I, and also it's not an act. L- late in the year, we really enjoyed the Army Hammer, Timothy Chalamet. Oh my God, so Call Me By Your Name press tour. Not a day that goes past at the moment where we're not just constantly sending a picture of them to... Those two together? Yeah. Just laughing. Their interviews together, like, just... Ugh. That looks like a wonderful friendship. Uh, really enjoyed Channing Tatum's press tour for Logan Lucky. Yes, the Thor. With all of his the Thor, bits and um, Thor. press tour for Taika Waititi. Um, oh I, my God, I, I forgot really about that. I really enjoyed some of The Last Jedi stuff as well. There's like a a series of like video um, clips of Laura Dern and Oscar Isaac mm. being interviewed together, which like... They're from, adorable together. It's a lot. It's a lot for me to process the, the, those two being in the same film together, let alone being interviewed together. Um, I really enjoyed the John Boyega and Oscar Isaac re tweets oh my god and what's in the box that was very oh, good as well so press tours have been have become such a vital part of me enjoying a film yeah now like the, experience. the baby driver press baby tour driver well. with edgar wright i mean was insane it's really become such an integral part of the films <laughs> that i've really it enjoyed has. like the yeah. build-up and sort of being able to watch all those videos afterwards blade runner 2049 the Great. ryan gosling and harrison, harrison being interviewed by that lady on um i feel like it's on like good morning or something yeah. uh the it is good morning yeah, it's um, Alison on, on yeah this morning yes this morning good morning this morning I'm never up that early um that that was brilliant I loved it we should link some of those videos there's a whole are, big thing I think Ryan Gosling's never been annoyed about anything I hope not it's too happy hope not um have there been any other highlights for you? Personal highlight for me was discovering that Rooney Mara had never eaten a pie before. Oh my god! Um, and then keep I keep thinking, a highlight or a low light? What a fucking! Uh, I keep thinking about her aggressively eating that pie. We had also mom, it was a tart. My mum had made like a chocolate tart. Were you looking at it going, Christmas? Was it, and was I was it like PTSD? Yeah, it was. I was like, fucking hell! I'm, I'm just thinking about Rooney. aggressively attacking that with a fork. Oh, for like ten minutes. For ten minutes. It's definitely a tart though. So she hasn't even had pie yet. No, like she still hasn't had pie in her life. She still hasn't had pie in her life. I keep thinking about that a great deal. Um, the April, I think you need to get out more. <laughs> That's just what I think about. I keep thinking about Army Hammer dancing and Call Me by Your Name oh a lot God. as well. That's a real pop culture highlight. Um, pop culture highlight. Call Me by Your Name. Call Me by Your Name. And Harold. Um, and ha- well, I was just going to say Harry Styles. He's been a real pop culture. Harold's highlight. been the pop culture highlight. Of my 28 years I just think. the unveiling of everything that he did the kiwi video the sign of the times video the fact that i realized i went to the isle of sky and then when i got home i realized that that was where they'd filmed the video for sign of the times with his creepy uh extra the creepy extra face mask. and the fact that von genuinely thought that that was like part of the reason that we'd gone was because oh you should have you should have kept up the the pretense yeah you should have kept that yeah, up definitely 100 percent um, for that reason yeah that's pretty much saved me yeah. um there has been a lot of um yeah it's been a tough year um it's been really interesting when asking people what their kind of highlights are that mo- lots of people have begun by saying well uh it's been a pretty shit year um simon kind of summed it up well he said um, it's hard to think about anything relating to 2017 without it being dominated by Nazis and hashtag me too. I feel like they're tangentially related in that social media and modern communications has enabled Nazis to congregate and regain power in a way that's not been seen since the 30s. But it's also enabled women to find a common voice and finally get that voice listened to. Um, Nazis stopped being pantomime baddies in movies and were suddenly real. Um 
but it was nice to end the year on The Last Jedi, which is super diverse in a really casual way and which is all about traditional white privilege heroes making way for a new way of doing things, um, which I thought was nice. But I think that has been... It's like the lowest... It's kind of been the darkest and the brightest thing that's happened this year. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think I think all, out of all the negativity, especially surrounding um, Weinstein, everything like that, you know, the whole Me Too movement, mm-hmm. I think the, the main... My main positive takeaway from it has been the fact that people are now listening and I yeah. think we've talked about that at length but that's what I'm sort of hoping will continue into 2018 is that people will feel more empowered to be able to speak out and have their voices heard mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's the, the kind of positive aspect that we should be focusing on mm-hmm. rather than the kind of continual negativity of, of I mean I've tried really hard this year to like disengage from reading the news which I think is a very privileged thing to be able to do but yeah. it's because at the start of the year there was this period just of time where I didn't sleep for about a week because yeah. I was just worrying about everything uh-huh. it's been interesting reflecting upon 2017 because um it has just been such a funny old um year I mean Vic's when she <laughs> sort of sent her, us her email of list stuff she said this year has been a real horror <laughs> Um, that sums it up perfectly you know it's been a funny one but um yeah it has and i mean we've also had um i mean i'm just thinking i'm trying to kind of link this to pop culture in particular um the the manchester bombings and mm-hmm. the the concert that happened after that again a low a, low, a very, low, very point, low point and a kind of uplifting point in that uh, what came you know the, the, the concert, concert was that came out of moving. it and was incredibly moving yeah um, it was sort of interesting seeing how everyone kind of came together I mean there's mm-hmm. a really interesting piece in the Guardian that um, yeah just on the, the Manchester front there was an article kind of um, by um, Alex um, Petridis, um called Manchester Heartbreak I never grasped what pop um, what big pop gigs were for until I saw one through my daughter's eyes um, and he yes. sort of talks about kind of you know the power of pop music which I think we you know is something we've talked about a lot mm. um, actually how it's been kind of really uplifting and the Manchester- advocates of pop music we are absolutely and I think the, the Manchester concert you know Ariana Grande kind of bringing all these people together for this one cause mm-hmm. um, it was incredibly moving and I think regardless of what you think about pop music itself um, I think it was hard not to be moved mm-hmm. by all of that kind of um, stuff in the wake of the Manchester attacks absolutely finally um I wanted to save the best till last really um this is just you know I want to end on a high note need to end the year on a high note and talk about what we really want to talk about um I made a list of my favorite Thursday moments from this year can I tell people what you did yeah so um aside from the fact that Steph and I bought each other the same book for Christmas yeah a thing that Steph did for me this year for Christmas um was she made me a calendar um, which has 12 pictures. It's called The Thirst Official Calendar the official calendar, guys. I think maybe I'll Instagram a picture of this. But I, 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 when, it, when it arrived, I was just cringe. I was like, what have I done? Why have I done this? But I'm kind of glad I did. But also, did you think we could just put this as merch? Yeah. For future... This is me designing merch <laughs> of, like, Vistaprint. This is going to keep us going. So, I mean, I was going to make a list of babes from this year, but, I mean, you've pretty much done it in 12 here. I was trying to get in your mind, April. It's like you're in my mind. It's like Inception. Yeah. You've incepted me. I've been... <laughs> April, don't tell everyone I've accepted you're, you're, you. You're DiCaprio. I am Killian Murphy. You are. Oh, all right. God, you, you chose the... God damn you. You be Leo. Leo's pretty cool. No, nah, I'm not as You king. can be Joseph Gordon. He's not on my thirsty list. Tom Hardy? Yes. 
You can be Tom Hardy. Can I be... Okay, I'll be Thomas. Cool. Um, so do you want to read your list and then I'll just go through the calendar? <laughs> yeah, okay. So this is my list. I'm going to assume um, yours is pretty much the same as mine. I can add in. I think it's it's similar, but there might be a few surprises in there. Ooh, this is what... I, I like mean, a surprise. My favourite thing about this is that I wrote this list in about three seconds. Not I was hard. like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> these are my favourite things that came to my mind um, straight away. I don't think you will get all of these. Um, I put uh, number 10 as Colin first having a sponge bath in the Beguiled. <laughs> That was pretty great. It's just really steamy, we all, you know. We all sort of sighed at the same time when we saw that, didn't we? I was losing my shit. Um, <laughs> was a lot. Colin Firth generally, actually. Um, just Did you, in, when we saw Killing of Sacred Deer? I really fancied him with a dad bod. Oh, God, dad bod. It was so podgy. That beard. Yeah, I was really into Colin, it. Grey and podge. Fucking <gasps> so into it. Um, <laughs> number nine is, is quite hard. Um, this isn't completely ranked, so don't have a go at me. Um, number nine, I put Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. I can't even talk about it. April loves... Um, I re- My one big regret is that... Because this was pre-Star Wars, okay? So this calendar. So I'd kind of forgotten how obsessed she was with Adam Driver. So he's not in the calendar. But I, yeah, just forgive me for that. Um, I made Tom watch um, a lot of YouTube interviews with Adam Driver at the end of last week. And he hates being interviewed so much. It's so awkward. It's like yeah. watching a puppy squirm. Yeah. I just love him so much. Do you much. fancy that more? I just... Oh, God. I can't even talk about it. Keep just going. take it. Have a breathe. Keep going. Uh, number eight is uh, Liam Gallagher on Twitter. As you were, <laughs> LG Kiss. As you were, LG Kiss. Um, just really fancy I'm going to start signing off my text to you persona. That, that now. I keep replying to his tweets because hopefully one day he's going to say... He's going to reply to me slagging me off and I'm going to be like... <gasps> oh, Wouldn't um, that be an honour to be, be slagged such an off honor. I just want him Gallagher. to... Like, say something really horrible to me I'd be so into it get a frame um, number 7 is John Boyega generally oh, too much full stop um, number 6 is Harrison 5 at 75 yes <laughs> he's the hottest old man ever <laughs> I mean unbelievable stifling laughter what an absolute babe um, that was number 6 sorry yeah uh, number 5 I put the Chris's but actually what I mean is Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine um, okay that's fine not Evans well, you know how I feel about Evans. You know who's coming for you in, in 2018? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. With that beard. Let's see what happens. Oh, can, yeah, I might be persuaded with the beard. Can we go and see Infinity War? Yes. I will sleep uh-huh. for the entirety of it, except for And then I'll wake screen. you up. You'll just wake me up when the Cap's beard. there. Cap's here. He's got Cap's a beard. Here with a beard. Beardy Cap. Um, Beardy Cap. But, yeah, this was the year I discovered Chris Pine properly. Mm-hmm. So that was, I mean, that was very memorable mm-hmm. for me. Um, number four is Trent Reznor appearing in Twin Peaks that in a leather a jacket with gloves on. He was wearing gloves, wasn't he? I forgot about the gloves. That was a lot. Uh, number three is Tom Hardy in Taboo because he's <laughs> yeah. really dirty. I've worked out... Ashley texted us this um, one of those memes oh, the, the other the day memes. where you have like a little grid with lots of different pictures of Tom Hardy and they're numbered and you have to choose which one is your favourite. It was quite contentious. Um, it was. And I've just worked out that when Tom Hardy looks a bit filthy and actually needs a bath, they're my favourites. Yeah. So um, that's what I learned about uh, myself. See. Um, I put number two, Timothy and Army in Call Me By Your Name. Um, I wouldn't say the peach scene specifically. Um, I would say the scene of their kind of first kiss on the grass. I almost had a seizure, April. (laughs) Almost had a seizure. I can't wait for you to read that goddamn book. I know. It's on my, it'll be the next one I read after I've read Gormenghast. (laughs) 
maybe we can do a um a thirst book club where we can talk Christ. about I'm, I've already highlighted you don't want me to talk about Gormenghast <laughs> no sorry look my mum read it she wanted me to read it do you remember the TV adaptation of it what with Stephen Fry <laughs> yeah did you watch it no I was obsessed with it. I was, <laughs> like, was obsessed yeah um, Gormenghast has had um quite an influence on The Cure and that's why my, my mum was obsessed by them as a teenager yeah. so I said I'd read them but after that I'll read Call Me By okay. Your Name can you because I've yes. already started highlighting passages I want to read out loud to you so. oh my god can we do a whole podcast episode of you just reading yeah. bits? Cool. Um, and number one is Harold. Good, good um, shout. And I just added a couple of notable extras, Riz Ahmed and Girls. Uh, Too much. Everyone in Riverdale. <laughs> everyone who lives in Riverdale. Um, and uh, Charlie Heaton and Stranger Things. <laughs> Crap Harry Styles. Crap Harry Styles. Okay, so I'm Fancy just going you know. to go through the, the calendar because you have pretty much nailed it and then at the end I'll add my others okay. go on so January is Jake Gyllenhaal truly has been the year of Jake for me A plus A plus plus for effort Steph not a day doesn't pass where I don't check the Jake Gyllenhaal tag on Instagram Jakey um, Tom Hardy of course I, I mean uh, February. Uh, I mean they're the founders of the first um, This they are truly the founders of the I like that you put them first March is Army Hammer um Army has had a year. Mm-hmm. That beard in Free Fire. That, oh my god! The, and then the, the turtleneck. Just oh. um, just now, I didn't put t- Timothy because it'd be a bit weird. Because he's so little. Yeah, that's fine. But you have put Harry Styles, who's also quite. Little. He's twenty three. It's fine. Okay, I'm likely putting my birthday month as well. Yeah. That, like that picture. I uh, I'd, I'd put a crotchy picture in there of him picture. wearing. Um, Ryan Gosling, of course. I'm so glad that Ryan Gosling did so much this year. Um, Lived. Just, I just love him so much. Was breathing. He's just my. OG love Chris Evans yeah. see how selfless I was I put Chris Evans Oscar Isaac than... so I mean I did talk about this briefly in the last Jedi episode but how has the man got more handsome In he's very handsome isn't he it's too much he's very handsome it is too too Oscar. much um, John Boyega yep just those that, 100% those videos of him at Notting Hill Carnival this year oh my god dancing <gasps> he's a thirsty man <sighs> what dance um, moves Riz Ahmed just never in the girls video in the girls video Oh, look at him. Um, a young Harrison, Harrison Ford. Young Harrison. I was going to go for 75 Harrison Ford. No, I like that you went with young Harrison yeah. Ford for October. Is this Indiana Jones era? I think, I think so. It is, he's it? wearing it's an braces and shirt. an open shirt. Fuck, he's Delightful. Uh, John Hamm. John Hamm in Baby Driver does Yeah, I tried to, to get one where he had the bit of curtain going on. I like this one. It's from a photo shoot he yes. did where he's inexplicably gardening. Yes. Did you have one of those as your phone background I did, for yeah. I had this See, I remembered. I, just, I know you. I just love him. And then number f- number twelve, December is Killian Murphy in a chair with a jawline. <sighs> that man. Um, other notable. Um, again, I've talked about it at length, but I was just deeply obsessed with Daniel Kessler from Interpol. Of course. Yeah, that was a long. Do you know what? I didn't really time. put any musicians in there. I like that you went. That's the classic twelve. Adam the Driver 12. as well. Another big one this year. Um, just have a quick look through my phone of other people. It's, let me just check my wallpapers of handsome people. Let me people. just check my wallpaper archive of people that have been a wallpaper. I've got a lot of. I mean, I fancy here, most you know. people, so it doesn't help to narrow it down, does no. it? No, so it's difficult. No, just it's just Jake John Hall. Big Excellent. year for Jake. Big now everyone for... knows what our ranking is. <laughs> and um, would you like? What to about open... Channing Tatum? Oh shit, Channing Tatum. He's well fit. We need to watch Logan Lucky, you know. Yeah, I really want to. Because I was got Channing and Adam in it. When I was spending a lot of time looking at Adam Driver pictures, mm-hmm. um, pictures from Logan Lucky kept coming up, and I think that maybe is like peak Adam Driver for me when he's got like long hair and a beard and looks a bit like he might muddy. Yes, great shout. Um, oh yes, sexy like, serial, <laughs> sexy serial killer vibes. Great. Um, would you? And he's ripped as well. Ripped. Ripped. Um, would you like to open your present? Yeah, April has saved me a Christmas present. Um, 
it's very nicely wrapped i'm gonna i'm gonna film you doing this because it's april's filming and recording. i just wanted you to i wanted you to like um, inception guys. open it on the podcast because it's so um you're really getting the the unwrapping sounds on the pod as well can you hear the paper no expense bird is it a coaster might be oh i can't pull it out Have you seen what it is? I've spied him. <laughs> you have to take this to work. I can't deal with it, April. Can you take it to work though? <laughs> I don't want to look at it. Put it away. Oh my Would god! Would you like to describe what I? Oh my is? god! Um, I remember this online. We had a yeah. conversation about this online. Oh shit! Um, it's it's a coaster of Tom Hardy and Taboo. He's naked. Um, he's not completely naked. Well, he's got he's got like a little. Knapsack. He seems to have a knapsack with a drink in it. It actually looks like a modern drink, like a <laughs> flask. He's got his flask in his like, yeah, in his uh, little knapsack over his front appendage. <laughs> I'm really glad that you you have to take this to work because all of your work friends need to see that you. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Um, Simon's just, not going to be shocked about this. In I the just slightest. saw it and I oh thought, "Oh my god, I can't not get it for you for Christmas." But I held it back specifically so you could. We'll tweet a picture of this. Oh my god, it's wonderful. So Thank every you. day you get to put your drink on his face. On his face, it's like on his groin, really, isn't it? I just thought it was a lot, and I also just thought it was like I like the tribal. I like the shit. I like that they've gone over his shit tattoos and added shit tribal. For me, it really um, encapsulated everything that you like about Tom Hardy. And he's a bit grubby. He's yeah. got his shit tattoos out. Yeah. He looks he's like naked. He, he's naked. In the wilderness. End of list. Love a bit of nature porn. Yeah. I just, <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about at this point. Um, just, I like that he had to film this in England, so was probably freezing it's his probably bits off. quite cold. Um, so there you go. Thank that you was, so much. Fine. The, uh, very what a good. wonderful end of year gift. Yep. Um... Just love it so much. Little Tom Hardy coaster. Little Tom Little Hardy. naked Tom Hardy coaster. I'm definitely bringing this to work. You should do. Mm-hmm. You should do. So, um, that's it. Um, you can find us online. We're Twitter at thethirstsoundcloud.com forward slash thethirstpod. iTunes, you can search for us, the thirst. Instagram, we're at thethirstpod. If you want to email us, you can do. It's thethirstpod at gmail.com. Our Tumblr is thethirstpod.tumblr.com. Um, and if you would like to send us any of your belated lists, which we'll read out in the new year, please oh, do please so. Do. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our lists. Thanks for everything this year. Yeah, thanks for listening to our podcast. It's been a banging year. Um, Unfortunately, we're going to keep doing this. So, bye. Bye.